Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. You're listening to the micro version of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct bonus episode. To keep up with all things The Reality Is, go to www.therealityis.com. host of the reality is where filter becomes extinct this is a bonus episode um today i am here with artesia my yeah. my co-host because y'all asking to stay off the mic <laughs> you know other people need other things then we got the homie frank menacon in the, in the building man. What up? today you know it, it's really just a it, it's a bonus episode no i couldn't stay away two months is a long time <laughs> for me uh for me this is truly third it is a long time bro yeah. Uh, it's truly therapy for me to do this to talk about stuff that's going through my life and the reason I wanted to jump back on because literally I told you on the elevator you know right coming up here Frank I was like I don't see how people just work a regular nine to five and do nothing else nothing else no other interests and this is not even doing the podcast it's not about money it's not a, it I mean at some point and continuously yes you yes. always have money and have different streams of revenue but for me I also have a passion for just doing this so for me I was just sitting up and I was like what am, what, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Why am I not doing what I love to do? Right. And I know we, you know, we've been setting everybody up for season twelve. Still coming in January. Mm-hmm. Season twelve actually already started. It has not started. It started based on numbers, yeah. but which I done twenty per. Yeah, right. but it's not updated. Which I said we still doing bonuses. It'd be like episode two. What is this? Two twenty four. Mm-hmm. It'd be a bonus two twenty four. Uh, shout out to uh, the Perfect Race podcast. Um, he's up in, I think it's in Plano or he's up in North Dallas, but okay. he follows the reality is I think he's on episode like 180 mm-hmm. and, um, he always hits me up and he'd be like, Hey, I'm gonna catch y'all. Oh, he coming. So he's I know, coming. yeah, like a week or so ago, he's like, I'm gonna put out seven episodes. And I was like, all right, that's cool. He's like, I'm gonna do seven episodes in seven days. I was oh, like, Hey, that's God. dope. You know, I was like, thank you for pushing me. Mm-hmm. I need that motivation. Sometimes, you know, sometimes healthy competition. It's it's beneficial, and I think for me, like this guy who runs the perfect race, he's a white guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His, his he does his episodes. He punch, he is punching them out. I told him I said seven for seven days. Yes, mm-hmm. one a day. That's tough, man. Even though that's Especially not that's not it, tough for you guys because y'all been shit, cranking. It is tough. I'm talking about just if you if you weren't doing anything else. You know what I'm saying? Even if you were with your regular job and everything yeah. else, you guys could pump out. One a day Yeah Because something's always going on That you want to talk about You know what and I mean You know what though It is And it's so crazy Because like doing the podcast Now I mean it's a lot better To where when you first start out You're like Who wants to listen to this shit Yeah, yeah. Who really wants to listen to, mm-hmm. to me say what I have to say And then you start hearing from people And they're like Oh I really enjoyed that right. That helped me And I'm yeah. like Oh okay but, yeah. but I think the thing too Is sometimes we have to Add value to ourselves And I don't no think question. we add Enough value to ourselves And our beliefs And it's so crazy Because we do believe We do value the things That we say because mm-hmm. when you know sometimes you're talking at home or if you're talking about voting or whatever your opinion matters yes. but sometimes when you're talking amongst other people or when you're trying to tell people about your vision mm-hmm. you feel as if it doesn't matter right so it's kind of diminish it exactly mm-hmm. and we do that shit on our own yeah so i wanted to first of all give a happy birthday shout out to artesia's hey. son tyreek yeah. he turned 12 why you say that like i wasn't gonna know this nigga's I, name i didn't want you to go you know you'll say a nigga whole name so <laughs> i was just saying tyreek <laughs> beat you to the punch Gee. <laughs> so whatever What has it been like You know I started to say Some real shady But I don't what? have any kids. So, you, so I don't have any kids You have kids Your oldest is 10 uh, He'll be 10 in December What is it like man You got a teenager now I <laughs> No told her, not a teenager yet I don't know She gonna be finding Them stale socks so. I'm telling oh you <laughs> I'm trying to pump The brakes a little bit And it's so crazy Cause on his 12th birthday Actually uh, We came back from dinner And we're walking in the house And he was like Mom what's the deal though <laughs> And I was like, I said, show that nigga that picture of me and Shannon on the hand. I was like, where did this come from? So apparently, some kids were talking about dildos at school, school right? So they get everything at whole, school. Yeah, we had to have this whole conversation about toys and 
and all this mm-hmm. other stuff that I really didn't want to talk about. <laughs> but it has been a joy watching him grow up. Like that's dope. Even my daughter, just seeing them come into their own and their mm-hmm. personalities shining through. How Make old is your daughter? She will be eleven next month. Oh, so they're right behind each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My kids are the same way. Yeah. She was a married slut. <laughs> That's what I was talking. I was like, "You got that nigga knocked up twice right in one year." Yeah. They say you got to be a hoe for somebody. You got so. to be. They no, that's what I it. said. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I knew I heard that. Song. Yeah, yeah. My you kids know, is like you know, twenty months. I tell people all the time. You know how when you tell somebody, you something, do that to me all the time. Yeah, so but you know when you good. tell somebody something and then they they don't really listen, then a nigga like <laughs> on TV will say yeah, the same yeah, shit yeah. and they'll be like. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's but every but that's everybody though. It's always validated by. We're talking people. about you right now, though. <laughs> Let, let's let's stick to you. I want to talk about uh, death. Oh. So I, I and, and and I'm a breeze over. Yeah, but, I, but I'm a, I'm a breeze over real quick because it's like how do you? Bring, I want to talk about death. Frank took a we sip of his drink and everything. We went from birthdays to death. Oh exactly. my god! Like, gotta go straight to it. <laughs> but I wanted to get it out of the way for me because and and not even just death, bro. But I went to a funeral this past week, mm. and it's gonna lead me into several things. But I went to a funeral of an ex girlfriend this past mm. week, and I know when I was telling somebody that they was like, "Are teasing?" Correction: funeral of an ex girlfriend, someone in her family because <laughs> you killed her off just then. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, he did. Yeah, I was waiting for him to finish that. I though. mean, I would have let you make it, but okay, I actually wasn't done. But again, if you want to switch places and become the host and listen to all three voices and do my job, then we can go there. But I, but but going to an ex's funeral, like her mom passed away, so I mm-hmm. went out to the funeral. I knew the mother, and it was crazy being there because I know for me personally, I went through a range of emotions as I continue to, to age in my mid thirties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't do a lot of crime, but like in the funeral, like when I was watching her, you know, give the eulogy and just going through everything. And I went to the funeral with my mother, it made me kind of feel emotional. And then I was connected more because I was like, yo, like what if my mom passed away? Yeah, man. Like how would I deal with mm-hmm. this shit? And then just so many emotions welled up in me and it made me start thinking like, you really start have, you really do have to start valuing the people. Every day in your life a little bit more, and not only just valuing the people, but letting people know how you want to be treated. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we go through life not really doing the things we want to do. Right. I've talked to you so many times where even with sex, I'm like, people are not having the kind of sex they want. People are not having the kind of people in their lives they want. They're not creating kind of that, relationships. That, they're not even creating that. Mm-hmm. So many people talk about the things that they want to do and they're not doing them. And when I was sitting in that funeral, I was just like, you know what? No matter who I hurt, no matter what I do. I got to make sure I'm living my life for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, even you're, you're married, you know, and a lot yeah. of times you may, people may think about things like, I don't want to be married or I want to do something different even while I'm in my marriage, but you don't even talk to your spouse about it because mm-hmm. they may not understand it. And well, you yeah. end up holding that shit in. And and the thing is, you know, when you, when you, a lot of times, of course, people always grow and people evolve, right? So that doesn't change when you're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship with a person, and I be, you know, trying to tell my young homie stuff like this, when you're in a relationship with a person for a long time, just because you're in a relationship don't mean you still ain't going to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the, the difficulty is being able to have that conversation with the person that you're with about how you, you've changed or you've evolved or maybe you have a different way of thinking than you did 15 years ago when y'all got together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to be really intentional about having those conversations and sometimes you must seek a professional to yeah. help you with that. And I, and, and I know when I was sitting up in there, I was just like, hmm, okay. What am I not doing in my life? Mm-hmm. That you want to That do. I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so many things came across my mind. And then I thought about why aren't you doing these things? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, those things, the, the the reasons I was not or I'm not doing those things is because how is, this, how is somebody going to feel? Right. Who am I going to hurt? Who mm-hmm. am I going to leave behind? Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about all these things to where you don't do the shit that you truly need to do for yourself, man. Yeah. And I don't know how to get. And for me, I, I'm still trying to figure out that way of doing what I want to do and making sure that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, making sure somebody else is happy. And I think at some point you just got to say, I can't worry about somebody else's happiness. Right. And it depends on your situation again, because if you have uh, a family and you got some people that are dependent on you, you got some kids or whatever, you know, it's like within reason, you have to be able to realize that some sacrifices were going to be made once you decide to be in that situation. Yeah. But even within that situation, like as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, as a co-host of a podcast, as you know what I'm saying? My job, all these fucking hats that I wear, I can't forget about Frank you know what I'm saying like yeah. I gotta find time for me to do the things that I want to do that the things that energize me because if I'm good then everybody that I'm connected to is good 
Yeah, I know? think I mean, but I, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I just think death. I, it makes you feel a. To me, death brings about vulnerability for me. Oh, like yeah. I literally no get vulnerable But I'm like fuck I What if I die sure. Bro yeah. And like, then as you get older Like me turning 36 I was like damn The clock is literally Not going backwards mm-hmm. It's moving forward Yeah And every decision That you make Like I told Artiz I was like 30s It has to be the best time Of your life Because you see so clearly mm-hmm. It's kind of like being I look at myself And I'm okay I'm 36 Okay what can I do With my life from 36 to 72 I get another 36 years mm-hmm. What can I do I guess Artiz Has never experienced death today She just Just kind of just Boozing I'm it up. You share your experience <laughs> of what you got from the funeral because this was new territory for you. Because I remember it's the new time that I've me, experienced death, and I think I shared it with you after you went to the funeral and you came back and you were talking to me about it. I could see how you've grown because when my great grandmother died, um, at that time it was kind of like pulling teeth to get you to even come to the funeral or. Um, understand what I was experiencing mm-hmm. but this time you were able to really take it in and assess your own life well I think I, 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 was, I accessed I assessed my life at your uh grandmother's funeral what her but your situation and we talked about it was totally different like that I think we were together what it's probably like the third year me and her were together mm-hmm. so it's like when I walk into the funeral like I'm the boyfriend but her ex had his arm around her. He was up there at the front. So for me, I was more worried about, I felt some kind of way, but I was more worried about how I felt in a, like, I felt like a secret because her grandmother didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Other people didn't know me. I was, yeah, nobody you. knew me. I yeah. was just there. You know what I'm saying? So I've tried to explain those things to her. And that's the thing too, bro. And we could, we could, we could dive into this because <laughs> this is new territory. But it's so funny because yes, because we talked about that day too. She's like, you went to the funeral. I was like, I still don't like funerals. It's like pulling teeth. It is pulling teeth to get me there. Yeah. But with this, it was like, I knew her mother. Mm-hmm. Like with her, it's like, I didn't have a connection to her grandmother because I was never introduced to her right. for personal reasons, but I didn't know her. So for me, I wasn't connected to a family that I don't even really know. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's totally. I think it's totally different um, when you, because you go to you go to funerals most of the time for two different reasons. Either you're connected, or maybe three. Mm-hmm. You're connected to the person who died. Yeah. You're connected to a person who was connected to the person who died. True. Or both. Yeah. You know, because if you're going um, in a situation where you don't know the person who passed, then you're really just there to support the person who's dealing with that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And which is what, which was the situation yeah, with me and her. Yeah. And when you, when you went in that situation, I think it's, it's a little bit different than when you actually know the person who passed because the emotional state is, is way different because you start having all these thoughts in your mind about the memories you have. And that person is no longer there. Exactly. Whether and they had a hundred percent role in your life or a 15% yeah. role. It's some kind of effect of oh, like, damn, that person is gone now. It's a void. When I hear somebody talk about this person, that person is no longer here. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I was going through my phone the other day. I always try to go through it at the end of the month and clean it out. And I saw like some old voicemails from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I like went through and listened to a couple of them. And me and him just made amends maybe three years ago. I mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I and I was just like, you know what? I wish I had more time to have talked to him. I wish I had more time to do this and that. And that's the kind of perspective it put it into where it was like, you know what? Who do you have beef with? Mm-hmm. Who are you arguing with? Yeah, and would it affect you if they didn't, if you call them and they weren't here tomorrow? And mm-hmm. I don't think people understand when that person is gone, they're fucking gone. Is it? Like is if it? I die, you don't get to talk to me tomorrow. It's over with. Which is why for me, the podcast is important because I tell people all the yes. time, it's truly yes. my legacy. And if I die, people can literally, my mom can always come back mm-hmm. to this catalog and say, let me hear how he sounded on this son. day. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, for me, I think that was the hardest part. So coming from that, I remember coming, uh, getting. I was supposed to be meeting up, and people are going to be like, this nigga got a shitload of ex-girlfriends, which I do. <laughs> so I had another ex-girlfriend who we had just started being cool again. And we had talked and caught up. She threw me some business ideas or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And then with all this funeral stuff going on and the ending of the podcast and everything else, people want to hit you up like you have nothing to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think as you get older you have to realize that some people they you don't hear from them and they take time to themselves because they need that mental oh, health day gotta recharge we can't keep pouring into other people who may not be pouring into us mm-hmm. especially when it comes to which i was telling everybody awful people yeah. and i think awful people <laughs> awful don't people. understand they're awful because nobody ever tells Nobody's them telling them they're awful and for you, I'm like, have you ever had a, a situation where you maybe been dealing with somebody and you knew they it was their fault for whatever the reason is going on? You they're shitty, they're being shitty, but you didn't tell them 
because you didn't want to hurt their feelings or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, I've been in some situations like that, uh, but I, I'm, I'm not close to a lot of people. Yeah. But, I, you know, I had some homeboys and stuff that, you know, people that I work with that maybe we go get some burgers. Like, I remember this uh, one of my people, we used to go get burgers, we used to hang out and stuff like that. And mind you, that's when the kids was a lot younger, so they weren't really into sports and things like that. Yeah. But the dude was like a really negative dude. Like, he was always negative, you know what I'm saying? One of them Debbie Downer type of motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell him, yo, and he went through some things. I understand divorce and all that. And um, and he had a little girl that he blamed his baby mama for not allowing him, or ex-wife not allowing him to see her. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, man, well, you know, if you really want to be in your daughter's life, you gotta, you can't just, you know what I'm saying, about face and keep it moving yeah. and just blame it on her. But it was just one of those situations where we would always have conversations about that. And it was more kind of like you said earlier, I was always trying to pick this dude up. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't no reciprocity. Like, if I was in a bad mood, we were just going to be in a bad mood. He would never really provide anything positive. And it just got to the point where I didn't necessarily tell him how awful he was, but I did tell him about his perspective on life and how that wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but then we started to grow apart because, uh, you know, we I got a different job, and then the kids started getting involved in activities. Yeah. And this is the thing. If I got things going on with my family or anything else that I enjoy doing, because you're a negative person, I'm not going to make time to be around you. Exactly. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. You know, so that's what happened. I just didn't make – I no longer made time to be around this dude because I got busy doing the things that I enjoyed that made me smile. Yeah. And I think those kind of people get used to having someone there that's always trying to pick them up because mm-hmm. I think I reached out to you earlier this week. And I was like, hey, I'm about to turn my phone off. So if you don't hear from me, you know, don't be worried. Mm -hmm. I just need to take some time because everybody's always reaching out, either asking for money, um, time, resources, information, all this other stuff, pulling, pulling, pulling. But Mm -hmm. they can't give me anything in return. So I think it's important for people to learn how to step outside of their situations. Just as much as I have to step outside of mine to be there for somebody, it's important to say, hey, I might be having a shitty time in life right now. But let me at least put on a smile. And make somebody else's day Because in turn that makes you feel better But you shouldn't always have to do that either And that's where this kind of came from Because like I said you know, I was talking to somebody and they were like, hey, we need to link up. We need to shoot some video. We mm-hmm. need to do this. I was like, bet, bet, yeah. bet. We'll do all this. But like I said, I I had been reaching out to this person, allowing them to come into my space again after they left the space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to, I feel like to have given myself, to have given this person a second, third chance, whatever, like when you don't hear from me for a week and then you hit me up and you're like, hey, well, I saw some on Instagram and I was like, hey, I just told the person, hey, how you doing? I hope everything is good. And yeah. he's like, oh, you sometime me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sometimey after I've talked to you several times. I've invited you back into a, a space that you left. Like, and I got told her, I said, I get, I understand that. I respect everybody's opinion. Right. I said, but how about saying, hey, is everything okay? I haven't heard from you. Right. You know, are things okay? Because I'm thinking in my head, I just, somebody just died that I know, which makes that the eighth person this year. Yeah. The eighth, almost check like, on me. yeah, like the fifth or sixth funeral that I've been to. So it's one of them things where it's like, check. It's just like with Arteza, like even when we were together, like if she got off work and I reached out to her and I didn't hear from her and then I called a second time, I didn't be like, hey, where the fuck you at? Exactly. I would be yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. I'm just making sure you're okay. If you're busy or if you don't feel like talking, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at least text me just to let me know you're and okay. And that's important for, for people that, even yeah. when they don't feel like being bothered, at least they know somebody's reaching. Yeah, and then and you don't care. have to, and you don't have to pick up the phone. Exactly, and that's what I used to try. I think I was, and I haven't always been this way. No, because yeah. it was it was a point where I'd be like, "Yo, I didn't reached out twice. Fuck Shout it, out if to you, growth. you know what I'm saying? So, you have a good night. Yeah, enjoy like, your life. Yeah, yeah. I talked to you. <laughs> that now that would be a little bit more. When we were into it. She she being see she I'm being just... on a regular when I that would be more so like when we were into it. But like if yeah, I did, you've come a long way. But if I used to check on, her, I'd be like, "All right, well, it's whatever. I didn't yeah. reached out twice. Hey, I checked on you. I'm gonna catch you another time." Mm-hmm. Talk to you tomorrow, and even if she hit me back in 15 minutes, I wouldn't even answer. But right. Yeah, but this is, this is the thing, though. Like when it comes to you know, we talk about growth and yeah. stuff like that. Like I've gotten to this point, and it, and it made it very simple because I'm a simple guy, so I, I understand simple shit. There's two type of people in this world. Like that's it for me. There's two type of people: people who drain my energy and people who energize mm-hmm. me. So I've made the choice to spend more time with the people who energize me because if, if you're energizing me, then there's definitely reciprocity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't go to take anything. Yeah. I always give back whatever I'm getting. Uh, but then there's all those people who, who drain my energy and it's like, there's no reciprocity. You know what I'm saying? I'm constantly trying to fill your cup mm-hmm. and then it gets to a point where I got none left. Yeah. I got to deal with motherfuckers who energize me just so I could deal with you because mm-hmm. you ain't giving me nothing back, you know? But I think you should be, and also like when you, I think as adults, I think we were what were we watching? We was watching something the other day. Probably and a million little 
thing. And they got into it, and then they made things right within a certain time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's one thing that me and her have gotten better yeah, on. Like if we get in, yeah, if we get into, if we get into, you you figured it out? What you say? No, I say you've gotten better on. <laughs> she said she always been, been good. good. I don't believe in holding grudges. And dragging shit out It's not worth well, it Well I don't hold a grudge But if I don't fuck with you I just don't fuck yeah, with you for that, on a period of time. Yeah, for that period of time <laughs> But I've gotten better towards Like breathe. if I have an issue I'll be like hey I get over it a lot quicker right. And the reason The thing that has made me Get over stuff a lot quicker Is seeing the other person's perspective mm-hmm. And I think That's At this important. age You should be able to see mm-hmm. The other side of something yeah, That has yeah. nothing to do with you yeah. Yeah. To where if somebody treats me like, like not to be funny When she says she turned her phone off Because people always reaching out to her mm-hmm. Asking her for stuff I'm one of those people but I'm not one of those people I think that takes and never pours something back yeah. in. Well, that, that's the thing. Exactly. That's so when she thing. told me that, she was like, no offense to you. I was like, oh, it's no offense. You know right. what I'm saying? I was I like, take that mean. time to yourself. Uh, if you want to go to bed at 7 o'clock and then hit me tomorrow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? But I, don't, I think you have to learn to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But you also have to learn to see the other side of the spectrum when having a disagreement or in any kind of debate or a conversation about different perspectives. And right. That's the biggest thing that I've learned because I come from a place of always want to make sure everybody around me was good. But like nobody checking If I you. wanted to say no, I never said no. If no. I didn't want to be bothered, I would be like, oh, that's okay. You can still come knowing yeah, yeah, good and damn yeah. well I didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> but, but now I've actually come to the point where it's like I can say no or I can say not today or whatever. And I don't feel bad about it. Right. So. And you yeah. shouldn't feel bad. No. I was, I was, tell- I was I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Your brows are looking fabulous. I just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. And it's so funny because she asked me before so you got random. on. Thank she, you. Yeah, she was like, they, I said, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> but it's crazy that you're saying it because, not to be funny, we all know what we're talking about here. But, you know, we had some business people we worked with. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you, I was like, we had so much content mm-hmm. that we need to be putting out. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to Ortiz. I was like, I got to tell this nigga because I know this nigga, he ain't doing his job. And she'd be like, you can't say, you, you can't. So it goes I just back didn't to. I want you to say it the way I felt like. But really when do you it. get to tell awful people, motherfucker, you're awful. <laughs> you awful yeah. fuck face piece of shit. Like, get your work ethic. Like, yeah. how can you not? Because so, as, a, as a whole, the person is not awful. Fuck that. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, just they do an awful job. <laughs> just, so how, yeah. do you, how do you reprimand a motherfucker, though? If a baby is a good baby, but he fuck up something on you the table, you still... You don't throw the whole baby away. No, you don't. Whole baby away. But, you repara- <laughs> you, but you reprimand that motherfucker. <laughs> now, if the baby gets out of the and fucking... And you can't cr- talk but, to him like he just shit either. No, man. If you're a grown motherfucking <laughs> man and a grown sure. woman, you should be able to speak your mind. Yes, that's true. I would... Man, I'm going to tell you this. I respect the people who come to me and tell me how they fucking feel. Mm-hmm. You could come to me. I just, you know what? I haven't told this story in a long time, but the day that me and you were kicking it and you called me a bitch and we was in the car. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I feel, you called bro, me a bitch? That was oh. one of the times I felt so. And so it left on. my mouth before I even knew and it. we was in the car with two of my homeboys, oh, bro. My. Now, for the people, let's put some context to this because I don't want people bitch. I don't want people to think that you're whatever at no, this I'm age. Not. This was when we first started dating. Long we both like I was. I had some pent up shit. And, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, bro, I we was you saying. Bro. I, I, I said I don't know what I think we both had Miscommunication My homeboy yeah, car you had were got mad told at your home, Cause his car got towed And I told him I said bro don't park there He's like oh we'll be alright I was like this ain't Texarkana nigga They will tow this shit and I think that was one of the <laughs> times Where the gone. night didn't go The night didn't go I came outside yeah. I thought he had left me But he had got towed She and had already picked him up like, hey, But you had already picked okay. him up too yeah, I had already got him, and I was going to give y'all a ride to the tow yard. Yeah. And it's always been a situation. Like, when he's mad, he's gotten much better now. But when he's mad, he's in a mood. Like, you can't say nothing to him at all. My mom recording the live podcast right now. <laughs> you all, your time. It's like an your your time. Oh yeah. Hey, mama. Yeah. I'll call you later. So, yeah, you couldn't Bye. say anything to him to get him to calm down. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, the car got towed. All we can do is just go get it right. and go on right, with right the night. Now. But he was not having it. I was driving too fast. He was cussing. And I was like, I forgot. Didn't I say shut the fuck up, bitch? <laughs> nah. So, I don't know what I said. but nah, I yeah. choked you out. <laughs> you you. What did I say? I'm I smoking. <laughs> that messed up my... <laughs> shut Yo. Cause even when she called me, no, I think I said something. I didn't call you a bitch. I said something about bitch, and you was like, "I got your bitch, bitch." Oh yeah, I got you. Oh yeah, Uh, I felt that in my spirit when I said it. (laughs) Sound like so my my homeboy in the back seat. He put his hand across my chest like a seatbelt. 
And I she and you, she knew she was wrong because stop. she you know how a nigga wrong they look straight ahead. She didn't even look back in the back seat. But this is what I told her. This is what I told her. I said if you was a motherfucking man, I'd put you in the back of your fucking head. I said, wait, was you sitting behind her? I was sitting behind her. Oh my god! I stayed. Yeah, that's the what, worst you thing to do. Real bad. I yeah. was. And I, I was just so fed up. And I told, but it wasn't nothing to do with me. It was yeah. just an overall. No, it situation. was. It was an overall situation. But I told yeah. when she said that to me, I said I didn't cuss at you. I didn't put my hands on you. But no. I told her, I said if you were a man. I'd punch you in the back of your motherfucking oh, head. You would have got a wire across that neck and right home- behind you too. Oh, and my homeboy goodness. whispered, he said, chill out, bro. <laughs> Cause he knew I was hot. Yeah. I was like, I don't let nobody talk to me right, like that. Right, I don't right. give a fuck if you six five. Like you call <laughs> me a bitch. But back yeah. in the day, you used to talk a little sideways. Not but I never like, called you out of your no, name. No, you never called me That's out of my name, but I think it was like a build up and I was just like, you know it what, I'm sick of this shit. Tough day. Yeah, I start. I was like, I could take her out of this car and body slam her ass, bro. That was on the whole, and that's one you of them things. But, heavy me, but too. me and her have always talked about how men and women how they should speak to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. And I think um, she told me about the round table talk with the red table red talk, table talk with Will and Jada. And oh, Jada. yeah, I've seen yeah. clips of that. That it, it's really good, bro. Yeah, you have to watch mm-hmm. it in its entirety. It, it's really good. But I think it opens you up to other things that, like I always say, we talk about real shit here. Mm-hmm. For them to talk about their relationship, they talk, it was a segment where they talked about how they don't curse at each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. And I know that was one thing that I talked about <laughs> with Artesia when we first came in. Like, we, used to, we, we didn't never really argue, but I think one time we got into a bad argument, mm-hmm. and I stopped in the middle of it, and I was like, we will not raise our voices at each other. It's not going to work like that, yeah. Because like I told her, I said, if you holler at me, I'm going to shut down. Mm-hmm. Because if you holler at me and I come back at you... Right. I'm going to hurt your feelings yeah, we, and I'm not in this game. Yeah. I was like, I'm not in this game to hurt people because I've been there before, but it's, it's I think people as adults too, have to learn to unlearn, learn behaviors yeah. before her. I had been in two relationships with my previous girlfriend to where it was always fucking arguing. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember I didn't say some foul shit to yeah, her yeah. because those buttons were pushed, but it's one of those things where I never wanted to do that again. Mm-hmm. And she's probably the, the kindest, sweetest, Softest person I've dated to where I was like, I'll kill her if I say some of the shit. Right. Because when you really arguing, and you don't even mean it, you just you don't even it. mean it. You just yeah. mean it to you. You want to hurt somebody right. in the moment. Just in the moment. What you laughing for? Mm. <laughs> the fuck you? What's laugh? What you laughing for? <laughs> please share. Yes, please. Did I say something to you to hurt you before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we that's normal. That. Anytime, like you say, when but we I, argue, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't. I think this is probably a relationship where it hasn't happened as often as oh, other no. people's relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah, no question. It's one of those things where the older I've gotten, I'm like, I don't want to hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know the things that you can say to hurt people. Exactly. Because if you, you know love exactly somebody, if you're friends, you know the things. Like, mm-hmm. I feel we've been knowing each other a few years. There's certain things I don't know about you, but I think the fact that if I said things that was harmful to you, it would hurt you because of who I am. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if you said something about me or if I found out like Frank was talking behind your back, it's gonna hurt me because of what I think exactly. of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I don't think people think about that. Yeah. And that's you know, that's funny you say that because, you know, I always people always think that I'm an unemotional person. I always mm-hmm. say this because it's true. Like I don't let people get close to me. Like if I don't, if we ain't close, I don't really give a shit about you. So you can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. But the people that can hurt me <laughs> are the people that are closest to me. Yeah. Like that's just the fact. My family, my wife, my kids, y'all. You know the people that I'm tight with yeah. can say the littlest thing, and mm-hmm. because of who you are in my life, that's gonna hurt me the worst. And and somebody else who's not in my life can say the foulest shit, and it don't even matter because I'm not plugged in. I'm not connected to them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I don't know, man. I just, I'm just at a I don't know, bro. I'm at a different place in my life, and Artesia. That's knows growth, that. though. That's like that's growth. I've been keeping to myself. Like she'll ask me to go out, and I'm like, I don't really feel I'm like good. getting out. Yeah. Like I, I've tried to get to a point to where I only hang out with people who really fuck with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. We had we've had people who kind of show up around us and we're like mm, where does person come from yeah, yeah. yeah but then you see and it's like you're not invited to certain things by this person or by these people and you're like how are we close mm-hmm. or we you claim that we're cool but i don't know about things and people will hit you up and be like hey did you know about this no that kind of thing doesn't bother me yeah it makes me look at it and be like why are you still trying to attach yourself mm-hmm. to what it is that we're doing here though mm-hmm. yeah and we and I think with business, me and her had a rough year, which is why we kind of called it or tried to call it quits a little earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Because oh, we this both, was a rough year for y'all, bro. I can't yeah. tell. We had, but but that's the thing about <laughs> that's it. The thing. We make it look easy, exactly. <laughs> and now me and her, and everybody to, thinks because we make it look easy that it is easy. Yeah, no, it's work. Yeah, and then just just while we on the mic, 
I'm just gonna say, you know what I'm saying, you guys, I see the work y'all putting in. I mean, I can't even keep up in the last two weeks y'all put out like 15,000 episodes so I see y'all working and then it's, it's much respect to y'all but it's so cra- and we appreciate it man I think I think the crazy part like for us just talking about we wanted to talk about some of the highs and lows of the podcast this year mm-hmm. and I told her you could you could say whatever you want the highs for me the travel Mm-hmm. The travel oh, yeah. is always oh, that's a high. Yeah, that's, that's priceless. Like, I always had that travel bug. I want to get up. I'm ready to go back to LA right now. <laughs> but it's yeah. just, I think it's meeting um, new people. Was it? I think yeah, last year we cool. implemented it to where we had traveled so much in a year. Yeah. And we actually let, started doing the interviews. Yeah. Because I think, let's just say, I think like last year we traveled to like nine or 10 different cities. Mm-hmm. But then we only did interviews or we only worked like once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I think, think when we worked, I was like, this Houston. feels good. We need yeah. to do this shit at least one day every mm-hmm. time we travel every somewhere time, yeah. because I was like, it's putting our names out there. We're getting to know other studios. Mm-hmm. We're getting to know different people in those cities and people, and not to be funny, one thing about podcasting is if you can get somebody to agree to an interview, mm-hmm. that means most of the time that person loves to hear themselves talk, oh, yeah. <laughs> which means they're going to spread that shit anyway right, because everybody they feel know. like they're doing something. Mm-hmm. But the highs was just traveling, um, being around people, like meeting new people, um, I was telling her we doubled our listenership, mm-hmm. uh, we doubled our followers, and all of that. For me, when I see that, it may, it means something because it's like, hey, if people want to call me a preacher or say, oh, I I, I should have been a preacher, it's like your congregation is your congregation is <laughs> yeah, growing. This is your ministry, yeah. And you know, and, and I, I told Artesia, you know, like I was like, my mom used to say, hey, when you grow up, you're probably going to be a pastor. And I was like, nah. <laughs> But a lot of people be like, this is your ministry, though. The, yeah. You know, there are people who follow you. It's there are church. people who follow your word or whatever, which takes me to church. Mm-hmm. Never again. <laughs> you going to talk about some of your no, highs and lows? No, I was going to say that travel was uh, important to me because prior to, I just always traveled for pleasure. And I think I looked forward to us traveling together because that was supposed to be our break. Like, mm-hmm. I was, there was mm-hmm. a point in time when I was tired of hearing about the podcast. I was tired of you always spinning your wheels about what to do, how to get better, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, if we go out of town, we can't talk about the podcast. We just need to whatever. But then I realized that for me, especially in setting everything up, it's like we get more love and more appreciation when we go outside of Dallas. So I really enjoy it. Which is really strange. That was a tough pill to swallow too. Like realizing that it's kind of like you want to stay on the road because on the road is where you find the love, Mm -hmm. like uh, where you find the appreciation. Like, even when we go places and here in Dallas, if, if we get any acknowledgement of the podcast, I get the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. When we're on the road, we get the acknowledgement. Yeah. And there are people who only really listen sometimes for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she's got a great voice. Yeah. And I think that's great because people and not even Your just voice, not so much. <laughs> this nigga <laughs> come on to my shit. Don't shake. <laughs> well, thank you. We're going to take a, a break in a minute, too, because I need to get some tea. This uh, blood is harsh, but <laughs> but no, I, I think on the road, like I say, we get the acknowledgement mm-hmm. and they see y'all as a team, man, yeah. yeah, and they see what we're doing. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think people really realize what we're fucking doing, man. Mm-hmm. Look and at any like, of- the people here. <clears throat> I think they still think that we're just doing this little podcast, yeah. and they don't take it as and serious as we take it. Yeah. So, but doing. when we go out of town and we reach out to different people, and it's like they're they looking the at the work that we've done, and they, and they, they have a different appreciation for it. It's like what, not, I mean, because it. it may be some podcasts out there, but all even my top podcasts, nobody's doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing it. At the level, I think, at the consistency That's and the, the quality. Thing, the consistency. Yeah. And I consistency. said it at the beginning of the year. I said, I want people to look at our page and see a network. Mm-hmm. Before I cough up a line, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> You're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. We'll be right back. Hey. You guys, I appreciate y'all doing what y'all doing, man. But I wanted to ask y'all because I see what y'all doing and I see y'all working. Um, I mean, I know that there's a lot of satisfaction in what you're doing, but I know there's a lot of lows too. So 
other than the obvious, like what is when when something happens with what you create and what you put together, like what is that moment that you be like, fuck yeah, that shit feels good. The ending of the events. Mm. For me. (laughs) Okay. Like normally she's putting the events together and the process is hard on her. The only role I really have in the events is okay and everything Mm -hmm. and showing up. Okay. Wow. No, I'm saying, but that's that's the way it's supposed to be. But yeah, she'll run something through, you know, she'll certain stuff that she's sure about, she'll make the decision because I trust her Mm -hmm. to come through in the clutch and she always does. Right. But things that she questions, she'll come to me. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I would say at least 85% of the time we're on the same page when it comes to those things. Mm-hmm. The, the 15%, it may be me trying to push it a little bit further mm-hmm. to entertain people a little bit more mm-hmm. because in Dallas, it's just hard. Yeah, You know, it's just really keep hard to get people to yeah. keep people interested and they want more for paying nothing. Right, of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> What about? But then it's hard because you go to other places and you see how the people come it's out. Easy, and, man. It's, and I mean, they're not even, to me, some of the events that we've been to in other places is not even as entertaining as what we, we went do. together. And but people love it. Yes. Yeah. People and be like, oh, this was the dope. Best and thing ever. Me and her be sitting there like, <laughs> really? <laughs> if I no shade my, to nobody, but right. it's like we bring all this to the table and more. And we don't even get the same response. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would have to say one of the things is like when the events go well. It's not even when the course. event is over. For me, it's just seeing people as they come Darn. in yeah. to know like, yeah, this is gonna be a good night. And we got a little goofy handshake we do like after something is successful is like oh, yeah. we just do this handshake and it's like <laughs> Yeah. We tonight, did that tonight shit. was a good night. Yeah. Nice. Today was a good day. Okay, so so another question that I had, because I see what y'all are doing, like I said, and I got a lot of respect for it and of course, some of the things y'all doing, I'm involved in, so I appreciate that. <laughs> but but what I what I wanted to ask was like, how many? Because I know you do a lot of events, you do a lot of planning. But how many situations have you been in where something that you really didn't plan for happened and it went like great? Like, what could you could you explain a situation like that? I think like surprise, a pleasant surprise. That's all the time. L A was yeah. one. L A was one of the most recent yeah. ones because we only planned on doing two interviews. Yeah. And then two turned into five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, out of man, those five, you know, Keandra Jackson, I amazing, an amazing personality, yeah. man. And then Isaac Keys, like we we just started that was watching a total the oath. Surprise yeah. You because yeah. you didn't know what to what expect. to expect from him. And we both <laughs> just started watching the oath, which is a show he's in mm-hmm. on uh, Crackle TV. Yeah. So watching that, um, uh, Cat Tat, you know, she was very mm-hmm. pleasant to talk to. And she she was always open with Artesia. And I know on one episode before the episode started, she was like, oh, I love Artesia. She's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like hearing this from people who... That you it, watch on TV. That you watch on TV. <laughs> right. And then people could talk about... Like, you hear people talking about, you know, followers and you shouldn't worry about followers, but yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, you're and, going and, to And to have somebody who has pretty much like a million followers on social when we don't even have 3,000 yet, mm-hmm. but see us as equals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and not because like of the followers, but because of the work ethic mm-hmm. and the content and the quality of the product that we put out. Exactly. And that's the important part. Like like the vi- like the videographer that we broke t- tour ways with, like we always try to tell him and anybody else that works under us, we're trying to look effective and efficient as a business. Mm-hmm. Because when people look at us, we're saying some risque shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the least we can fucking do is be professional yes. and, and, and let our content and our quality of what we do speak for itself. And half the time, 75% of the time, somebody says yes to an interview, it's because of what they see on social right. media. And, and that's the thing. And how you, we portray ourselves. When, when you talk about the, the, the world that we're in right now and social media and content, YouTube, everything, mm-hmm. you know, it really is about how you're presenting yourself yeah. and people will judge you based on the quality of your information yeah. well the quality of your content yeah. speaking of how we present ourselves and saying some risque shit somebody <laughs> from my job that i told you oh, yeah. yeah came into the office the other day and was like hey i just started listening to the podcast like i didn't even you're like a totally different person <laughs> and so i was like huh like how did you hear yeah, about the podcast because i still try to keep that you know separate, separate. Oh, from yeah, my work life but um, I had messed around and shared the Voyage <laughs> Dallas write-up oh, on yeah. my LinkedIn. Yeah. That was another And so high. they tracked it back, okay. started listening okay. to all that. They went all the way back to the episode where, um, what was her name that was talking about, she was suggesting that guys practice with gay men. Oh, Why? yeah, Alessandra Rucker. Yeah. yeah. Went back and listened. They gay men to teach straight men how to have anal sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those he was like, that was, that was pretty deep. <laughs> 
see you went straight for the anal. Yeah. Straight for the anal. I mean, and that's like in back. That's like episode eighty. Yeah. Ooh, and then of course 100. he talks about the sex therapist, uh, yeah. Shannon Monahan. Shannon, I'm okay. Shout yeah. out Shannon. Yeah. I remember that one. That was good. Yeah, man. That's funny, man. But that, that's definitely one of the highs too, man. Like, and that's a high too. We had so many. We had a lot of emails from people we didn't know, and people tweeting. And saying, oh, oh my yeah. favorite podcast. I love this podcast. Hey, yeah. you guys should. When I see stuff like that, it's like, damn. Yeah, my Especially when, really listening. when people don't know you and then you get that, it's like, mm-hmm. yo. The when, high and, high was, was Devontae, though. That was a high high. Def- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Most mm-hmm. definitely. That was a high. Um, the the Voyage Dallas write ups, mm-hmm. the Cosign Award, number, yes, like all yes. of these things are highs. But. The highs have to happen because, bro, if we didn't have no highs, these lows would take me out. This I'm time. telling you, yeah, man, you these had to lows, really man. Like you know, I was, I, was, I was thinking about that earlier because, um, you know, like, like I was the example I use is my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk about setting goals and expectations and all that, but, but when you achieve the goals, like for me, is it's, it's difficult for me because you set a goal and then when it happens, it's like okay, now you got to set another goal. Like I was looking at my little boy's report card. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He got straight A's. And he always got straight A's, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, damn, I really got to show excitement because I can't just be like, all right, nigga, you always get straight A's. That's the expectation. (laughs) You know, but, you know, you can't do that. You really still have to celebrate Mm -hmm. all of the highs and shit as much as you can. And I think that sometimes for me, that's a little bit challenging in the business and life and all of that. It is. And that's crazy that you say that because we, before you came over here, me and her walked to the corner store for me to get some coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was walking back. <laughs> but you know, that sound like some New York shit. We walked to the corner. <laughs> I love that shit, I love, <laughs> I love that shit. So as we were walking back, it was like, the it was cool outside. It, the sun is, you know, out. And yes, I was like, And day. I told her, I said, it's a beautiful day, man. And I said, I looked around and I, I looked at the building that I'm living in. And I was like, just three years ago, I was, you know, the, I posted the video of Mike Brown vigil mm-hmm. that I was shooting. And I was right across the street. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years did I think I would be living over here. Mm-hmm. For one, I, I couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? So even though I do still have struggles, I, I was telling her, I was like, you know what? It's beautiful to be here. And I'm trying to soak up living this life that I'm living. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Latrice. Um, she hit me up the other day and she was like, bro, I just want you to sit back, understand the things that you've done, understand the things that you're doing and the life that you're living and celebrate those things. She was, like, she was like, I know you and I know you're not. But the reason it's hard for me and I. Huh? Sasha in a group. You know, Sasha. Light skin. Sasha in a group. Come on, man. The oh, one Texas you never Beauty. meet yeah. when oh, she's in town. Yeah, that's my girl. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Texas Beauty. <laughs> he hadn't met her yet, then. Uh-uh. Okay, that's Come why. on back. No, Come but on that don't matter. That's my girl. But you won't forget her when you meet her. Y'all too. I can see y'all going at it and talking. We fucking with all the time. But it's so crazy because I like to be honest, bro. I like to be real honest and people always look at us and especially me and they think you're doing this and you're doing it, bro. Yeah. It'd be hard for me still. I got you. Like even, and, and the reason I like to tell these stories cause I always talk about it being like hard and I don't think people understand that. Nah. Like they literally see what we do and they it. like, yo, but mm-hmm. we ain't making all the money that people think we're making from this. We're making money. Mm-hmm. We're doing good deals, but you, we're still in that, in that space where you hear those rappers and be, shit be like, Hey, you know, like Big Sean was like, I've been doing this for four years. I was just able to buy my mom a Cadillac. Yeah. Like, you, this is still the ground level yeah, of building. what we're trying to build, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. for all the people who are aspiring to do something, do it. Because for those people who look at me, I'm still having a hard weeks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's days where I'm still like, do I get gas right. or oh, do I, I get you. food? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things, too, where I haven't been like, oh, I'm just going to have a family because I'm still trying to execute my dream. Mm-hmm. And I can deal with financially being in a tight spot. But I can never deal with myself of putting my family right. in a financially mm-hmm. tight spot. And my financially tight spot is because I'm still pouring money into to the what I want to do. This is your family. And I'm willing to do that. And that's yeah. what I told Artis. I was like, this is the, this is my baby. This whole business and what I'm putting out, mm-hmm. everything, every piece of money I dump into it, to me, even when I'm broke sometimes, I'm like, yo, I invested. Yeah. I didn't just give this shit away. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to a party or go to a club and spend, you know, $500 on this. I just yeah. dropped $1,000 on the camera. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, th- I understand why I did that. And that and that to me, like, you know, we all have to get to that point where we have something that we're investing in. You know what I mean? Like, I remember listening to an interview with Dame Dash years ago um, because as much as he's a fucking asshole, um, he's yeah, he a is. great 
great information. It's just that people yeah. can't really swallow his delivery. But if you listen to the man, yeah. you know, it makes a lot of sense. But that's what he was saying is that I might not have, you know, a million dollars in my pocket, but I got a million dollars out in the street, you yeah. know what I'm saying, investing in different ventures. Yeah. And when that shit starts to fold and comes back to me, yeah. then it's all going to be worth it. But you do have to sacrifice initially. You got to, man. And I think it's a struggle. Artesia does good with keeping me, like, my mind not too stressed. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, like, and this is just about to be an honest moment, and this is what I love about being able to do it, mm-hmm. is so many people, we are watching other people. Yeah, oh, and no, we're no. wanting to do and wanting to be what they are. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the sacrifices that these people are making. Mm-hmm. And the to reason, see the result. To see the result. Mm-hmm. So what people saw is, yes, they saw me in L.A. Having a great time. Mm-hmm. Living it up. Yes. Living it up. Doing things. But that was a sacrifice. Yeah. I had to sacrifice spending money to get there. To do those things there, to come back and be broke for a week and a half. Right, that was that was a that was a result to of eat, sacrifice. To eat once a day, yeah. or stretch a meal mm-hmm. because I needed to interview these people because I'm building my re- mm-hmm. my, my resume. She's mm-hmm. helping me build my portfolio. But one of the biggest things with her and my mom is like when I'm having those days where I'm like, "Fuck, I'm 36 and I'm still broke." Sometimes, but they'd be like, mm-hmm. "But why are you broke? Is it because you bullshitting, or no. because you're building something? Right, and you're building something. The payoff when the payoff comes." You'll, you'll understand that. And the payoff mm-hmm. could be money. The payoff could be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with a payoff being an opportunity. Yo, opportunities. Because if you rare, take man. advantage of that opportunity, that man, that yeah. opportunity creates money. And they're yeah. rare. You know what I mean? Like, opportunities are. are rare. You really have to stay present. And when you see something, like, you have to really analyze. Like, yo, even if it's something you don't want to do. Yeah. You're like, yo, this might be an opportunity for me to let me take advantage of this. Because tomorrow, that might not, that opportunity mm-hmm. might be gone. And yeah. all the work that no, you're you doing take is care. preparing you for whatever opportunities come. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people sit back and be like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. But they haven't even done the groundwork to, to where if an opportunity does come, the they work. can't even accept it because they're not ready. They're right. not in a position right. to. Yeah, and Artiza always does that. She hit me up the other day, and she was like, would you do a TED Talk? And I said, huh? Mm-hmm. She said, would you do a TED Talk? You could, easily. And she's always pushing me because she was like, you have so much knowledge that mm-hmm. you're telling people, but you're not on a stage in front of people. And the thing I love about her is she's like, you, she always tells me, and people tell me this all the time, she's like, you have the personality to make something of yourself. Yeah. To be on a stage, to be in front of people, you have the persona to make something of yourself. And I heard people tell me that all the time, and I used to question it. I'm like, mm-hmm. who the fuck want to hear me say nah. this shit? But people do. And people mm-hmm. want to hear you say the things that they're thinking. They do. Because they don't have the courage to say those things. And it's funny you say that because, you know, I, I, I can't remember if I was watching maybe the videos mm-hmm. from the from the, uh, the, the the speakeasy or what. But I was like, yo, this nigga really could be like a talk show host. Like, I know they're not as popular as they used to be. Like, the Les Browns and even, like, the Donahues and shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like... Yeah. like that would be something that you could do easily, even if it was just because, I want Howard you know, Stern, bro. With the, yeah, well, Howard Stern, but Howard but see, it's not as much shit. interacting with the audience yeah. though. Like I, I'm thinking, I'm picturing like an audience yeah. sitting there listening to a panel too. and shit like yeah. that, like this, like the speakeasy. That's what 2019 is all about. Artesia told me she was like, I think we've helped enough people now. Slow down, man. I was gonna ask you about that, man. That was the next <laughs> question, man. <Mike. laughs> not. <laughs> Like say, I was gonna say, you know, I know we're winding down 2018. We're in November, but you know, Artizi, I saw with you. Like, what type of goals do you have for the business and and for yourself in 2019? Uh, for 2019, the focus is gonna be more so on the media group mm. in terms of branding us as a whole. Yeah. Um, the podcast is doing well. We're going to keep working on that. But I think as a whole, for the media group, we need to get that foundation together so that we, that way we can bring in more people mm-hmm. and accomplish the overall goals that we have set, which that's going to be the additional revenue. Yeah. Nice. Dope. Anthony? What was the question? 2019. Oh my, my nigga. What the are we? 2019. <laughs> you were about to say, <laughs> we've helped attention. enough people. Yeah. Not to say that we're not going to help anybody yeah. anymore. We want to help people. This going, year, we, we kind of got people lost helping themselves too. in helping people that didn't really want to be helped they as much as they something. said they did yeah they wanted the attention but they didn't want to put in the work so to, to get speak, that so. because but if you want to be on stage you got to work no question yeah. and you have to have I a mean, presence like everybody presence. can't get on stage right. and deliver the way you may see him do it mm-hmm. so and that's the funny know. thing about I it i don't even see myself that. like that bro right. but people see me if like people that. do that and then yeah, sometimes yeah you talk your shit but that's why and that's why but and i told him thank you and that's why i told him i said we definitely probably gonna have to do some stuff where it's like me and him and we just because we've never really done a live podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've never oh, done that. That would be so fresh. Yeah, yeah but we've never good. really done one. And then you in the audience with the microphone. 
okay. It has to happen. I think I'm finally over my. I mean, you should because we done been out here for a minute now. You've been doing this about a year straight. But I I tell you what, and and, and, you know, as we were talking about this earlier, I kind of felt like that's probably the reason why in Dallas is you because for the longest it was you when you were kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When y'all go out of town and work. It's really both of y'all, really. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good saying? to be out of town and do it, though, man. Like yeah. like we said before, it's just, it's crazy, but it, it's like it's so much appreciation mm-hmm. for the art mm-hmm. of what we're doing. And I, I don't think people know how hard it is to actually carry on a conversation when it's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. I think if you yeah. just randomly no stumble upon a, a yeah. conversation, yeah. it's like that's easy to just be like, hey, how you doing today? And then somebody says something that the other person likes, mm-hmm. and you just click. But to go in knowing that, hey, for about an hour, I got to keep people interested. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have to peep keep the people on the other end of the microphones engaged in what I'm saying and not losing focus. And that's why one of those things I've told Ortiz, I was like, you've gotten great at because when we would talk, it used to be, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at her like, motherfucker, are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? You used to be so frustrated after some of our episodes. Oh, my God. And then at that time, I was telling you, I was like, look, I'm not here. This is not what I do. Like, I'm just here to help out until... The right people come along. Yeah. So. But the right mother and I told her, I said, but what if they never come along? Right. And you I was like, we can't. And, and that's what I told. Her, I said we can't keep interviewing people or search yeah. because sometimes the interviews they flow. Everybody's saying yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we people are saying, hey, we want to, but months down the line, yeah. to where it's like, okay, now I got to get on the mic. Mm-hmm. People don't want to normally, generally hear somebody just talking to mm-hmm. themselves. Even if it shows like Dan Savage, they have normally like kind of like Colin Hurd. Mm-hmm. He'll oh, have yeah. one Kyle person Hurd, yeah. asking questions right. or he'll be talking and then he can refer to somebody when he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. It, he can go. We didn't have that. No, I, t- I mean, this kind of fell in my lap because I still prefer to do what I do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But you do I've that. Grown. You know what I just thought? She was like, this just fell in my lap. And I was thinking like a horse face to a jungle. <laughs> of course you were thinking that. So, I be coming uh, up with some good shit. Like a horse so face yeah, to a jungle. I just kind of fell into this. <laughs> I just kind of fell into this role yeah. of being on the mic. But it was never my intention to be on long term. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're doing right. an excellent job, though. Let me just say, good time. And we can see, and like I know it's not your thing, but I know as somebody who pays attention to the podcast and listens and everything else, it's obviously been a lot of progress and a lot of growth. So you know, because I told you, you I used to look at it, bro. I'd be on, I literally <laughs> would be like, talking, I'd be looking at it like, like, God, no, like we would get into arguments. You know, what I mean? and then like you, people don't like we would have a serious fallout after some of our episodes because he would be so <laughs> frustrated because this is his baby, yeah, 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 so he yeah, wants it to be a and certain way. That. And I get that, yeah, and I was like, I was like, what do you want from me? I'm like, if you come in half ass, don't. And I told I said, if you gonna come half ass, don't fucking come at all because this, this, the, the most. And I heard somebody else say this. I just can't, I can't find it in my head who said it. But they was like the most important thing that you. You can get from a consumer is their time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no if somebody if somebody says, "Hey, I'm gonna press play and subscribe mm-hmm. to this podcast," I'm pay attention. and I'm, do you ha- do you not know disrespectful it is to not give your fucking all to get on? Like Everything. I hate when I hear a podcast and it's like dry. Mm-hmm. I'm like these you asking people to take time out of their day to listen to you talk about nothing. But mm-hmm. dude, real talk though, and 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 maybe only because I'm doing this now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all for for putting me really up in this. But I pay attention to some of these other podcasts that I listen to and I see. And these are like celebrities. And I be like, yo, they ain't really doing it even like y'all are doing it. But that's the part, bro. And you sound <laughs> arrogant. Sometimes I be telling Ortiz, I was like, I sound arrogant. I feel arrogant saying this. But that's why I be like, when I listen to other podcasts, I'm like, we way better than that shit. Mm-hmm. And I tell her all the time. And not to be funny, she knows because especially when we travel, people be like, why are y'all not living here? Mm-hmm. Houston, we get that. DC, we get that. LA, we got that. We got it in Black New York. It was like, over. why the fuck are y'all still in Texas? Y'all could do, even some of my homeboys, they, they, they live in California. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, bro, if you come out here, first of all, looks wise, you're going to get these hoes. Second mm-hmm. wise, the shit y'all talking, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Bring her out here, y'all both going to be good. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are y'all still in Dallas? And sometimes yeah. we question that too. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and I tell her, I'd be like, I may have to just get out of here. Mm-hmm. But then it's so hard to go somewhere else and not saying that I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but to go there and have to build still. Right. You like, you could take this there. I could take a mic and a computer and go there and then still have her set up interviews from a distance. But interviews all the time is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I love events, doing what like we that. do. And I do. I just think if we were in L.A. or we were somewhere like that, like the event scene would be a lot easier, mm-hmm. a no lot better. And the cold, it, it would just be something to where. People will really, I feel like they will fuck with what we do. Well, and, and another you thing ask about me it. what my goal okay. was in 2019. I'm trying to be by coastal. So I don't know what mm. you're talking about over there, <laughs> but I'm going to be by coastal somewhere. Yeah, but the, the beautiful thing about, I know LA specifically, because my brothers be out there, 
is that they, you know, like I underestimate my brother. He, they really be on some, you know, some influencer shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they people reach out to them. Like I was looking on Instagram. Paul Pierce has a, a vape line. Yeah, like I did vape. see that. Yeah, and they had a party. They had a like a Halloween party mm-hmm. and, a, and like a release launch party. And he was telling me that um, that he called him and said, "Yo, get your your homeboys with the million followers or whatever." And you know, I'm gonna pay them to come to my party, and then of course post about the event. And yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. They pay them influence to post about mm-hmm. the event, tag them pages, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, everything that you see on Instagram for that two or three days is all about this. Uh, I don't even know the name of it, but yeah. I was seeing all kind of pictures and shit like but that. that. I'm like, oh, that's what the motherfuckers be doing. And out that's there. my thing for 2019. 2019 for me is documentaries. 2019 mm-hmm. for me is networking, um, more commercials, more mm-hmm. just things to to. I want to put something out there. I want to put the visions in my head out. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to yeah. bring them to fruition. Yeah. And that's what I was talking to you about before the podcast. Like, I really want to make documentaries with the music, with mm-hmm. the, you know, with the interaction. You know, I told you I'm working on getting more equipment so we can do and yeah. and do more things. I literally want to build a production team where I'm the director. I have a videographer. I have an editor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even getting to a point of shooting small movies. I see people doing docu-series and web series around here, but I want my shit to look good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the oh, awkward black nice. girl with Issa Rae back in the day. Like, she mm-hmm. just you could tell she just had a regular camera. They mm-hmm. they didn't really edit or do any presets on the video. They didn't put any filters or anything. They, they just shot it and put it out. But I want to do something like that, but better quality. And something where I feel like people truly, truly engage. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no so question. I have visions no in my question. head. It's just about sitting down with people, actually getting a team, a focus group, and getting these things worked and just out. Put them out. But just finding a lot, a little yeah, bit. and finding finding creatives who really have a passion for creating. Mm-hmm. Like when you are creative, some days you get paid, some days you don't. That's right. why you have a job that you have in the forefront to take care of everything, mm-hmm. and then you do the things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I, I'm I'm really starting to buy into and and mentally invest in the power of eventually, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's my whole thing moving into 2019. So me and her on the same board. Um, I definitely want to be bi-coastal too. Right. You know. Um, she just talks about it a little bit more because that's her thing as far mm-hmm. as the business side. But I think 2019 is looking good and will be good for us because we getting back to our roots and that's focusing on us, man. Mm-hmm. No doubt, man. You, and you have and to focus on we're not going to fail ourselves. I yeah. think this year a yeah. lot of people failed us. A lot of people that we weren't expecting to yeah. failed us. But one thing is we won't fail ourselves. So. And that's the thing, man. That that That's part of the lows, like having to, to, to go separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one of the things I told our teaser where you start feeling like, hey, let's just focus on us because when we do focus on other people, it's like the work ethic does their work ethic doesn't match up to ours. Right. Their expectations, like yeah, to deal with people. Yeah. We dumbed ourselves down to deal with a lot of people from a lack of understanding, a lack of a lot of other things, and then just not like I don't want to deal with people in business that they don't feel like they can tell me what's on their mind and I can't either. Yeah, hurt feelings, hurt, hurt feelings help yeah. things grow because when your feelings are hurt, what do you have to do? You have to nurture those feelings to get back. Mm-hmm. It's growth. Right. And if you're not willing to let your feelings be hurt and get back to through something with somebody, then yeah, like we was watching the oath mm-hmm. and that guy walked in and he was like, he went to check his uh, yeah, lockbox. Yeah, and he was like, he's the only person who knows about this lockbox. Mm-hmm. So he basically called the guy a thief. Mm-hmm. And then he came and he was like, hey, you stole from me, whatever, whatever. He's like, you ain't at work today. He's like, I'm physically sick, mm-hmm. man. He was like, and I took the lockbox and I brought it home because the police were coming up there. To he's like, I'm sorry, my man. Yeah, and he was like, you're an asshole. But he was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, damn, that was easy. <laughs> but and, you know, that was TV, kinda, too. Yeah, it, TV it is, is te- teaching us things or it should really be does. teaching it us things. Because a lot of times people watch stuff. Life, there's people in that yeah. situation yeah. that have People watch stuff and they're like, oh, I saw this on the show and they don't apply it to their real life. You got to. You got to. And and that's the thing like when you talk about communication that's my biggest thing is communication and learning how to communicate with people because everybody has a different style mm-hmm. but I know like I was talking to my supervisor the other day and and we kind of got into it but like she described it as when we go into our separate corners you know what I'm saying like yeah. it takes a period of time and then we come back together and it's just a uh, an intentional effort into shortening that period of time where we in our corners yeah. like we come back together and we have a conversation about what happened how we felt about it and then we move on because a lot of times I mean we might be in situations right now we could think about people yeah. that we are still in our corners yeah. for years yeah. and they've never moved on because nobody's taking that time and to we fell ourselves by doing that yeah, no we question. fell ourselves by holding emotions and, and anger hostage Mm-hmm. You know what I'm no, saying? Right. Like, and there's no need it for it. And it's like, just let it go. Like, even with, like, earlier this year when we were talking about, you know, us parting ways with our videographer and I talked about me calling him a thief. And mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, why couldn't it have went there? Like, if me and him were as cool as we said we were, mm-hmm. why couldn't it have been as easy as, 
I'm mad at you for calling, you know, you're mad at me for me calling you a thief, me realizing my wrongs, apologizing. Mm -hmm. Why can't we move forward? Mm -hmm. What is the difference of opinion? And that's where I go back to, like, I used to always tell people, like, with the cheating in a relationship, if you've been with a nigga 10 years and he never cheated 10 times for 365 days and the one time he does, you're going to throw all that yeah, away. So with that, that's what I thought. Away. I was like, you're going to throw the friendship away because yeah. I accused you one time. Mm -hmm. But what about all the other times what I've helped you? Good, yeah. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? I'm like, I don't let people drive my car. I didn't fed people. I didn't gave people money. I didn't, you know, let people use equipment. I didn't like, and it's like, I did all this for everybody and these people, but I can't make one. It's like, you don't, you can't I can make, make a mistake, but I can't. And that's, that's why I was always hard. so afraid to turn people down or whatever. Cause I always felt like I had to be on or yeah. I couldn't and make a mistake because this podcast and shit, if you take it serious, it's emotional. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. can be emotionally mm -hmm. draining, bro, because people, so many people are pulling on us for information and ideas. Mm -hmm. And so many people who are coming into the game, they want to be where we're at today. And I keep trying to tell like motherfuckers, overnight. do you know, like, <laughs> right. not like, like no what shade, no shade. Quiet podcast is under Robert's media. Yo, hey, why, hey, Dude, I'm just, why, no, hey, but listen, where are we going listen, here? But listen to this though. No, 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 no. I'm giving a prime example though. Okay, you guys are on four or five platforms right now. Right now, mm -hmm. within a year, mm -hmm. less than that. Okay, yeah. my point exactly. How long it's did it take like, us to get on us? Five years. Five years. <laughs> right. Five. But years. because of what we know and the exactly. information we're willing to give away. Mm -hmm. You're there now. Right. And that's why we started this business. To cut what we had to do in half the time or cut some time down on other people's progression, mm -hmm. especially black, black people's progression and the opportunity for their voices to be out there. Right. And a lot of times people listen to the podcast, and I tell her all the time, I don't say it on, on wax, but... I told her, I was like, we're, I'm so much bigger than what people think I am. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I like to have fun. So people hear me on here cracking jokes and shit. But when we're off, I told Artesia, I think I'm going to bring a different perspective along with my funny side, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the new year. Like, I think people need to hear me speak in a certain way mm -hmm. and, and, and talk about some of the things. Like, I got a lot of feedback about the depression episode, yeah, you yeah. know, and I was like, you know, people were hitting me up, people that I didn't even know. And I'm like, hey, I'm glad I could help you. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what made you do that? Same thing when I had Bell's palsy and I started documenting. I'm like, somebody's going life. through this shit. This is real yeah. life. I can either be embarrassed and tuck myself away, which is what I fucking did. Mm -hmm. And I told Artesia, I'm still battling getting out of my own way to get back out in the world. Mm -hmm. And people may be, may be like, huh? But ever since I had Bell's palsy, bro, it's like I literally felt like I became a recluse. Mm -hmm. And where people would be like, oh, he don't show up to nothing. Or they, they may think, yeah, oh, he just stopped showing up to shit. He ain't fucking with nobody. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, he don't fuck with us. I, I, I told our when we were walking back from the gas station, I know people have excommunicated me from certain circles because they mm -hmm. thought it was personal mm -hmm. as to why I didn't come out. Yeah. But nobody thought to be like, damn, this nigga literally went through depression. Nobody when I, when I had when I had that Bell's palsy, mm -hmm. she knows that everything. Was a blow to your ego it was too. a blow to my motherfucking ego yeah. to look yes. like something that I couldn't control. Right. Then I didn't never I didn't put on weight, but I got soft because I wasn't going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Like even when girls was hitting on me, I told her the other day, bro, I had left her house from doing something. Badass bitch. She was fine. <laughs> no, no bullshit. Shout out to the homie Ashley, man. I was on the phone with Ashley from the group. And we were talking hey, about... Boogie. Yeah, I walked into the gas station and I saw these three girls. At first of all, I didn't go in there at first because I was like... I'm in chill clothes. My I don't have a haircut. I ain't shaved. I look like shit. I was my high was my high was wearing off. So my eyes was puffy. I was like shit. So I saw these girls. I'm like I ain't going in the store. I'm gonna wait till they come out. Then I'm gonna go in and get my coffee. Yeah. Man. So with the coffee. It took a while, bro. So I was like, you know, I told Ashley, I was like, hey, I'm still listening to you. I'm gonna walk into the store. So I walk in the store. I have my Notre Dame hoodie on. Notre Dame had just worn. So I walk in the store. I see this girl. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She spoke. So then she stopped me. She like, what you know about Notre Dame? And I was like, everything. So we start, she kind of started quizzing me and she like, I got a cousin to play for Notre Dame. She, she said his name. I was like, Oh, I know who that is. You know? So then before I left, she's like, you have a great voice. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, and you are very handsome. I was like, oh. I was go like, ahead. Go ahead. But, like, I'm you. but I'm looking, I was like, <laughs> but like I told Artesia, I was like, but I didn't try to holler. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't got to holler at everything. No, you don't. But this is the kind you do. But for me, <laughs> that's a part of my story to where it's like, I was, I'm I'm not as confident as I was. I got you. I'm getting back there, mm -hmm. and she knows that. Yes, but, <laughs> but I, like she said, it, I did take a blow to my ego having yeah, Bell's palsy. At that time, so yeah. 
I didn't even, when I had Bell's palsy, I talked about it. I didn't leave the house for like two and a half months. Artesia was the only person I allowed to see me, my mom. So it's like that, I became a recluse, mm -hmm. and, and then it's like it dragged out for six months. Then, not to be funny, I started smoking marijuana because of my Bell's palsy. It helps with the symptoms. Yeah. So then that, then I didn't want to go nowhere because it's like I'm already in a recluse state because I, I've done 30 days. I've created a habit. Now it's 60 days. Now it's 90 days. Now I'm smoking marijuana to cope with how I feel. And then it's 120. So then a year goes by. Mm -hmm. And I think... What probably right before my birthday, like August, I was like, I gotta get better. Yeah. And then I hit her yeah. last week and I said, I wanna live again. Mm -hmm. And I never want, not like I wanted to kill myself, but I'm really ready to get myself yeah. back out mm -hmm. into the world and be out there. Like, I, uh, for the people that I have let down, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, for the people who didn't. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them. Yeah. And for the people who didn't honestly check on me before judging me, like, I'm sorry that. I mean, you're a shitty friend. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you didn't know the whole story. Yeah, you didn't know the whole story. Yeah, you're an awful fucking person, and you didn't try to learn. But I've dealt with things, but people are so used to seeing me be strong. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not used to me being weak. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.